Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is part three of episode 91. The episode that just won't end. The episode that <laughs> won't go away um, of the Distraction Pieces podcast. I'm joined, slightly drunk, by Stu Whiffin and Christopher, <laughs> and Christopher Glasson. Um, sponsors for this episode are Speech Development, com, where you can go and buy Speech Development merch, which I'll get money from. And neither of these two pricks will. And there'll be no pubes in the um, match, will there? Can't guarantee that. (laughs) Uh, I don't want to make promises I can't keep. Um, So, yeah, speech for... Why are you doing your trousers up, Chris? (laughs) I'm I'm actually undoing it. You've not been to the toilet. Um, (laughs) We're going to continue on. I don't know how long this this one will be, but it's your third podcast this week, for for Christ's sake, um, with drunk people. So um, let's play the theme tune, have a sponsor and get on with it, eh? No, no, Chris. Um, okay, well, this is part three. How are we doing, guys? Who's feeling the most drunk? I feel pretty tip-top right now, actually. Oh, as if you're not the most drunk, Chris. I've been on a health kick today, so I haven't eaten a great deal. And, uh, and I've drunk <laughs> quite a lot of Bacardi, so I'm quite pissed. Bacardi, um, I'm, I'm sat with a guy drinking Bacardi and a, a guy drinking gin. I'm drinking gin, man. Shout like how this is going to end tonight. <laughs> it's a big look. So what were we talking about? Were we about to get heavily into MMA? You want to. We can, we can talk about it now because the world and their wife the fun knows, themselves. No, knows. no one wants to listen. No, <laughs> everyone no, no. knows Conor McGregor now. Because, oh, of, yeah, US, right, yeah. because of Conor, everyone yeah. knows, everyone knows everyone MMA. I've dropped, my, I've dropped my drink cap. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the, because of the likes of Ronda and Conor, then it's, you know, it's, it's bringing lots of attention to, to a sport that... You know, we've been shouting about for years. For years. I mean, yeah. let's talk a little bit about... Uh, we're recording this... What date is it? We're recording this on the 20th of March, which is the day after the UFC in Australia. Yeah. And Mark Hunt, I just burped. Mark, this is <laughs> going to be a low-quality podcast. Mark Hunt. <laughs> and Mark Hunt with a big win over Frank Mir. Oh, mate, do you know what? Just YouTube Mark Hunt versus Frank Mir... Just the swagger of the fella. It ain't even swagger, is it? It's just like job done. He just cracks him. He had a walk him, point, a knockout, and he's become known from now. And yeah. I've ranted in the past against them because I'm a bit of a. I was a fan of, of, of Stefan Struve. Mm-hmm. I think his height and length was good. His striking <laughs> was good. His BJJ was good. Length. And don't laugh about the word length, Chris. Um, <laughs> hang on. If, if if the sound has just changed, it's because I remembered to take to take something off which I hadn't Chris taken off because I'm a bit drunk um, <laughs> talking talking um, he, he, he did that against Struve and yeah. he lumped him and then Struve fell down and the ref hadn't stopped it Hunt walked away and then the ref decided to stop it really s- similar in the Frank yeah, Mir yeah, fight yeah. where a legendary ref Mark Goddard I think he's he's one of the best of business I've got him on the podcast 100%. I've gone on his his, his referee and, him and, uh, and judging calls yeah I've, um, I've met him a couple of times at UFC with you, and he yeah. seems like a really nice geezer. And just knows his shit. Yeah. So, uh, so level-headed and on it. And in his defence, it was fair, because the fact is, the thing that annoys me is Mark will land these punches, and then walk away, and the ref will have to go, all right, are we, are we done? Oh, yeah. And the fact is, in MMA, 
if someone gets punched, they can recover. Um, oh, I thought Mir had recovered. It looked like he'd recovered. In, again, in Mark's defence, I think he made the right choice because he stood over Frank and Frank had the chance to get up or argue or do something and he didn't. So, so, so Mark Goddard paused and then went, okay, it's over. But yeah. the thing that's annoyed me in the past is this, these walkaway knockouts, choose that it's over. And I was saying to Chris earlier, the fact is he might have chosen a walkaway because if Mia wasn't out... He's not going to jump on him, is he's he? He's not going to jump on him because of his BJJ. No. So he was forced to stand up, so on and so forth. But all of those thoughts were going through my head and they went completely out the window because of the fight before. Mm. Hector Lombard against mm. Neil Magny, which if there's if <laughs> if you're going to try and argue that the Hunt Mir fight was stopped early, you can't do that after you've seen round one and round two yeah, of yeah. Hector v Magny. Now that's, that's also Hector not a Lombard fight to show new fans either. You know when we were talking earlier about how yeah. some people might get it Did twisted it? with how brutal it is. Yeah. yeah, and it's yeah. yeah, it's not. That's not the one to show people. It's not the one. Not into the fact it. is, in round one, Hector Lombard caught Magny a few times. For me, that was a clear. T- and again, this just really highlights the poor judging and. I sound like a nerd every time I mention it, but I, I went on a judging course with that Mark Goddard runs. It was a judging and refereeing course, and it's crazy. Do you think Magny should have been stopped? I think it could have been. I, th- I, th- I think in round one, a Lombard could have won by stoppage. As he didn't, it should have been a 10-8. All three refs gave it a 10-9. All three refs gave round one and round two as a 10-9. Mm. Which is appalling. That's a, that's the, that's a I, I fucking thought, controversy and tragedy. I thought uh, they were both defending themselves. I question on both to be right, completely. Well, I, I thought Magni was constantly trying to get up. Yeah, I'd say Magni more than Lombard. Um, and Lombard was his arm was up. He was covering. He gave the thumb to the ref as well. Uh, the advantage I've had here is rewatching it yeah. to show Chris because a little insight here is we were talking about doing a monthly MMA podcast as a separate right, yeah. thing with us three. And then I went, Chris misses half of them. Stu watches him in the, the morning before his kids get up like a right weirdo. So I was like, I can't have these pricks doing an MMA podcast. Like, no. But anyway. I suggested we recorded it live, like Jesus. a flight companion yeah. kind of styly thing, ran yours. Yeah, I mean, who knows I just what the can't make. Holds. I can't make every, you know, I don't, you know, a lot of these are on Saturday night. I've got shit to do. You, I mean, really? you're a popular yeah, guy. Yeah, like, I've got to pretend. I've got to pretend I'm out places, haven't I? I'm but still anyway, sat at home. Anyway, the thing that was that I rewatched it and saw that it was, I think, 98 seconds. So Magni got Lombard in round two. Magni got Lombard on his back on 98 seconds, flattened him out, and was punching him. All Lombard did in that 98 seconds was he turned over, which made it worse. Which <laughs> meant. A Magni had his back and was on top of him. As you said, it hooked his legs and, f- and flattened him out. And there was no intelligent defence. And I remember, I think it was when Barrero beat Faber. Yeah. That Faber was just turtled up. He gave a thumbs Thumb. up to the ref, which I think was Mark Goddard again. Yeah. And the thumbs up I didn't mean shit. The thumbs up, Mark said intelligently defend yourself because again this is an intelligent sport it's not just mm. turtle up and see if you can take it it's intelligent to try and improve your position and 90 s- seconds of unanswered 40 unanswered blows to mm. the head I, I mean I was unanswered blows I, I that was... should have been stopped in round 2 and the fact that it then how, en- how ended you know quickly you... in round 3 
just that, shows that, that, and, that, and, that, and that, Lombard that was spent that. anyway. Like he, he was, he was puffing heavy, mm. and and I, I mean, halfway through that barrage of shots, I was thinking, "Come on, this needs to be stopped." And like, and I, I understand that he gave Magni some leverage to defend himself and get out of it, but there was no way Lombard was getting out of that. He was. Just, that's that. That's the truth of it. And they didn't protect the athlete. And, and, and uh, Magni stopped at one point and looked at the ref as if to say, "What more mm. do you want me to do to this fella?" Yeah, like, yeah. Because yeah. I've, I've won this fight. This is like UFC. You know, you have point systems and stuff. But ultimately, we're, it's the ultimate fighter, and that guy has lost. He's lost, and you're you're not defend. You're not. You know. How do you know? Just because the guy's sticking his hand up and going, "Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good to go," and he's getting. Beaten around like that. How does he know he's making the best decisions? Because no no one's going to want to give up. No, no. I think there's a level of ignorant, almost justice from the referees, Steve Percival, in that fight. Because the fact is, in round one, Mm -hmm. a Lombard had it won. And then the fact is, because it wasn't stopped, he gassed. He ran out of energy. He, He punched as much as you should need yes, to punch to point. finish it. The fact is he gassed and the ref may have had in his head, right, the reason he can't defend right now is because I didn't stop it five minutes ago mm. when maybe I should have stopped it, which is nearly acceptable a fault for the first 20, mm-hmm. 30 seconds. Yeah, you can but give him 90 a seconds yeah, of a yeah. man receiving blows to the head, regardless of if they're defending or not, is not acting in the safety of the fighter and not acting responsibly and... It's it stunned me. I thought it was appalling. Yeah, that's it, it's not cool. But because of that, it made me, despite the fact, in tr- 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 traditionally, I'm against the walkaway knockout. You get a knockout, you need to go in there and make sure it's it's finished. I'm not saying you need to do a Dan Henderson on Bisping and land that punch when the guy's out. But but but, but you need to at least be over there saying, "Ref, do you want me to stop now? Because yeah. if you don't, I can continue." <laughs> But all of that aside, how can you not love Mark Hunt? Love him. Just the coolest dude in the world. Just seeing the casualness of landing that punch and strolling and looking back as if he's walking past a a ruckus in a pub or something. He's done done that so many times, though. A guy who can hit that hard. 42. Um, 42. He can... can, What's that? How many years um, younger... We're the same age. Okay, right. Um, like how he, he did that, and he knows. He knows that job is not, done. Not a, a crazy amount of, of fights, though. That's the thing that no. people no, forget he about. Had, no, he hasn't. He fought for a while, then stopped yeah. for ages. He's not... I mean, he's against Frank Mir, who's got a huge amount of fights and a huge heritage mm. and history, and he fucking lumped him, didn't he? He caught, he caught him in that weird... I mean, it's not... It's not an Anderson... Beyond the air, it's, it? yeah, it's not an Anderson Silver technical punch that was clean and crisp it was weighty Mir stepped into it he's caught him behind the ear as you've seen a mm. hundred times like like we you know kicks to the, that come out snap round and catch the back of the head like that you know if there's weight behind it you, you do you'll rock someone much quicker you speaking, really will speaking of fancy kicks I recently got the new UFC game on Xbox 360 um, there's a lot of characters which you can pay to, to, to download including Justin Bieber? No, two versions of Mike Tyson. Right. So Mike Tyson is prime and Mike Tyson now. Uh, <laughs> a, a Bruce Lee. Oh, a, nice. A, a Baz Rutan. Really, yeah, really right. good people. But this is the bit I didn't tell you earlier that yeah, excite yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the classic cheat code called? So up, up, down, down, right, left, a uh, right, left, B, A, 
a menu. Oh, it's got a name, hell. isn't it? Um, for for what what a particular game? It's known. It was the classic. It was on Street Fighter originally, and on numerous other ones. It's got what, a name. It, I thought it was, a, che- it was a cheat code. It's a classic cheat code. Yeah. Man, no, no. Sorry. I might have to Google it, but you on the menu there. screen. Sorry, bro. Because obviously you've got people like CM Punk on there who haven't fought in the UFC yet, but God damn, it's worth having having them on there. But if you do the classic cheat code of, I believe it's up, up, down, down. Is it a right, left, right, left, B, A, a menu? You must know that classic mm, cheat code. Up, up, down. No, I don't. I don't. I'm really sorry. Chris, is the classic cheat Oh, Chris, see, for people who don't know, when I bought my arcade machine, which I've got in my in, in, in my studio now, yeah, yeah. Chris was the per, the first person I've ever run. It's known as as the Konomi cheat code. I've just, ah, I've just checked okay, it, but right. Konomi obviously are making a, a loads of classic games. Yeah. But then also going here's our format. Let's make a Punisher game and let's make a Predator right. game. Yeah, in this, oh, this format. So, so good. The Konomi a cheat code. You do that on the menu screen, and you unlock Joe Rogan. Well, nice. So, that's so Joe Rogan's that's on so there cool. as that's a usable so cool, yeah. and wow. character. And there's, wow. there's a great video if you've not seen it for a Joe Rogan teaching a GSP how to do kick. spinning yeah, sidekicks, yeah. yeah, which is amazing. amazing. But yeah, it's fantastic. I've I've played that game and I have knocked CM Punk out, who I'm a fan of, and I want to see fight. I hate all the hate for CM yeah. Punk. You can't hate on something you've not seen yet. Yeah. No, not if he comes out as his fir- first fight and he's shit, hate away. It's ridiculous the amount of hate for, for that dude. Yeah. He's a legitimate athlete who's trained for a long time. Has It's taken... Two years now, really, tr- a trainer with I think American Top Team. It's one of the best training camps in. I can't in the business who with. And but coming- yeah, he, he didn't he didn't rush out, did he? He like they, no. they had him scheduled, and then he was like, well, well, "Actually, I'm not making any promises well, on when I'm going to fight." I thought he was meant to fight Carl uh, Pendred, wasn't he? That was the rumor, I believe. That was Pendred trying to hype that. I basically CM Punk's. I said I need a year to eighteen months. And Mickey Gall was the person that they found to fight him on, on the Dana White, a YouTube show of finding yep. a fight or whatever it's called. And then CM Punk needed to go and get some sh- a sh- a shoulder surgery. But again, he's training, he's doing full camps, he's doing years of of good work with top people, so you don't I know until it happens. But still, the post I saw that told me about the hidden Joe Rogan character was a picture on the game of Joe Rogan v CM Punk and <laughs> said... This is still a, a more legit than most Bellator headline fights <laughs> <laughs> because we recently had Kimbo v mm. Dada five thousand and Ken Shamrock yeah. v Boyce Gracie, oh, um, and yeah, it's the shit because Rogan's obviously mm. got great kicks. Mm. He's a he's a, a Muay Thai or kickboxing or whatever a black belt and a BJJ black belt. Taekwondo as well, wasn't he? A Taekwondo was the one I meant. It's, it's, yeah. He's a Taekwondo black belt and a BJJ black belt. And yeah, I love to see Rogan have a ruck. For years we were, sorry, I'm eating chocolate. For years when we used to watch him, we Chris, used to listen to. I never apologise for eating chocolate. Yeah, Just but it's that popping candy in your stuff. It's the popping candy chocolate. Mm. Okay, for sure, I apologise for that. You piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> How fucking dare you come on the podcast and eat popping candy chocolate? So rude. But no, yeah, because we used to watch it. Yeah. Rogan would literally call it. He'd be like, "This is what the guy needs to do to do to get out his submission or submit the guy." Clearly, he knew his shit. Okay, he was sometimes taking advice from people like Eddie Bravo on the other ear and stuff like that. Was a beast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but he still knew his stuff. And someone who's watching a fight and has that understanding of it, 
who's also actively training. Yeah. I want to watch someone like that. Joe's a smart person, and the most dangerous people I, I tend to find are the smart fighters. I'd love to yeah. see Joe Rogan have a ruck. Do you know about the the Wesley Snipes shit? What, with him and Joe Rogan, or just Wesley Snipes in general? Because he's got so much to talk about with him Wesley and Joe Snipes. Rogan. No. It was legit. They were in negotiations for Joe Rogan to fight a Wesley Snipes the in the UFC. This was like early 2000s. And I remember the hype at the what? time. It was a, a legit being negotiated. Because Wesley Snipes, the UFC was blowing up after the Zufa like, takeover. Mm-hmm. And when it was becoming a, a legitimate sport rather than... Big guy versus small guy, karate versus boxing, mm. and so on and so forth. And Rogan was was a, it was already a commentator and in ring interviewer, and he was lined up to fight a Wesley Snipes because Snipes was like, "I like this UFC shit. I'm a legit fighter. I could do this." And Rogan was like, "I'd bury that dude. Mm. That dude is skilled, but he's skilled on camera." He's skilled mm, no, no, on he's TV. Not. He's not skilled in competition. No, he's like, not, he's like, not no doubt he can do some amazing stuff, but, no, but he was, he's never he, competed. Wesley and Rogan, Snipes. the fact is, Rogan had competed in Taekwondo mm. for many years and was a BJJ head mm. in the early days of BJJ. Yeah, so. uh, Snipes weren't a com- uh, competitor, but um, he does have quite a lot of black belts. Yeah. I remember watching The Blade 2, uh, you know, when they do the audio commentary. Yeah. And Snipes is on that. He's talking, and he was talking about all the different uh, black belts he's got. I mean, that, that might have been bullshit and whatnot, but I, I, I get the feeling he's he, he's he's quite a tasty fighter. And I don't always say that about Hollywood stars. There's mo- most of them I don't think are legit in that way. Jason Statham, I think, can put, he, he, he could bloody your nose as well. The dude can throw some kicks. Exactly. Just a little pause. If anyone is listening now, we're quite drunk. We're probably not going to get off MMA for the rest of this episode. So, so hope you enjoyed episode one and two. See you pricks later. But yes, sorry, I've got to start. You should know this. Um, You'll get used to it. Chuck guys. Norris is one that, that is underrated. Time. Chuck was yeah. legit yeah. competing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What Stephen Seagal missed around with Anderson Silva. Let's not get into Steven Seagal, Mr. Seagal. Man, I've had some stories recently of him. Some people I've been working with, because I'm a fucking Hollywood actor and shit now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) In Tilbury. In Tilbury. Tilbury. This is all bullshit. Some motherfuckers I've been working with who've worked with Steven Seagal are like, I mean, I shouldn't say any of this, but the dude is notoriously Mm. not a good dude on set. Mm. No, no, that's not... Like, notoriously will not... Will not... Like... Oh, just, just, just so many stories. Every scene, obviously, you have to do from numerous perspectives. Seagal notoriously will do the perspective that's on him. Other than that, get a fucking extra in, bitch. Yeah. Which is some bullshit, because yeah, you're yeah. trying to get in the character in the mode. But anyway, Seagal, yeah. Anderson Silva, all this shit. But uh, Chuck Norris, there's tons of, of jokes. It's, it's notorious online mm-hmm. that he's this tough guy. There's a bar in Reykjavik that I had a drink in uh, called Chuck Norris. Brilliant, mm. and uh, as there's another bar called the Big Lebowski. Brilliant, um, but you uh, you go in the Chuck Norris bar, and it's just a load of Chuck Norris based cocktails, and just a whole room, a whole bar of just pictures of Chuck Norris. Odd. I want it. <laughs> Chuck Norris, I, I heard, got a really big dick. It's so big, his dick has got a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Chuck Norris's dick's dick is bigger than your dick, Stu. <laughs> is that true? Yes. There we go. Right. But let's get past the jokes, because the fact is, 
Chuck Norris He's also. So desperate to be serious. No, I'm, si- I'm I'm the professional podcaster right here, not the drunk guy in Stu's back garden. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Chuck generally won numerous contests. Was genuinely a forefather mm-hmm. of MMA in America. He really pushed the mixed martial arts and the the variation of martial arts in in the US. And I did a post about this once, kind of saying. All the all the achievements of Chuck, the things he's achieved in competition, the things he's achieved in bringing MMA, a few people dug me out on it quite rightfully because it turns out Chuck Norris has got some appalling views on abortion, on homosexuality, mm. on stupid different uh, religious shit. So as soon as I said that, I was like, you yeah, know, oh, the right. guy sounds like a dumb piece of mm. shit. But it was the argument of its tradition to say, Chuck Norris's beard yeah. has got a fist in it. <laughs> it'll knock you out and just just all these these I, dumb I memes that, that's, um, that's not one of them by the way he holds a cure for cancer in his tears but he's <laughs> never cried <laughs> <laughs> I mean they're a lot of fun I ain't denying they're a lot of fun um, l- again since the podcast I mean this episode 3 is just going to be MMA since the pod like when we recorded the last podcast uh, Ronda Rousey was the toughest woman in the world undefeated mm. I think yeah yeah Conor McGregor was God um, and a lot has happened since then. Ronda got yep. defeated by Holly Holm. In incredible style. What a beat. Uh, mate. I mean, to get briefly into it, I still argue, as was shown in the Misha, in the Misha Tate fight, Holly had looked average in the UFC until then. Yeah. The problem she had had was closing distance. I can't remember if we discussed this in the last one. We might have. It might have been just yeah, before. Yeah, we did, we did. But yeah, the issue Holly had had, was closing distance and fighting someone like Ronda, who's fucking on ya, closing distance, and she, running on the punches. The fuck of that. Yeah, she, punches. she did. I, do you oh. know what was weird about that? Sorry, going back to even before, like when, when I started watching the Wayans and that, like Holly hadn't been like smack talking. She's a polite, Ronda, a polite young lady. And Ronda looks so overly fired up at even at the weigh in and I stuff. Agree. And even, and, and I, I just thought, you know, I do understand that. Getting pumped up and anger, anger can really be useful in in, in in a fighting situation. But in a professional fight as well, it, it can also be dangerous, and that is the perfect example of that. Because Ronda was so pumped up, she she was running on to her punches, and she never changed her strategy. I don't know what a corner was saying, but she just kept running on. Well, to famously, he said like you're doing really. You yeah, know, yeah. That, well, what the fuck? Are we you, were watching Chris, that guy, and that was weird. Are you basing this on white men can't jump? Um, no. In which a Wesley Snipes needs to be angry to play better, but Woody Harrelson plays worse when he's angry. Oh no! Um, she had the no, eye of the tiger. I forgot that. She had the fucking eye of the tiger. But no, I can I completely yeah. agree. But equally, I also think some of the intensity and harshness towards Aronda and her team was kind of harsh because the fact is she'd gone her whole career. Doing that. Fighting in that manner, in that manner, overpowering people, overworking people. Yes, I completely agree that um, what's his name in the corner, Edmund. Edmund. Edmund didn't really give a good analysis and breakdown. He didn't say, "Dude, you just got the shit kicked out." If you need to adjust, that's this. his fucking job. That's his job. He should do that. He should say to her, "He, he, he is down to him to protect his fighter and offer advice to his fighter to say, right, look." We need to look at what's just happened here. What you need to do is look at Holly's lead foot. She's keeping it to the outside constantly. Like she, she's not getting, she's not giving Ronda an opportunity to step in and get hold of her. And 
you know, you need to reassess your approach to the fight. And you know what? I completely agree with you, Stu, but I equally think I can understand a level of human error there when you've gone so many fights where just the advice is pretty much just go out and be Ronda. Yeah, just go and be Ronda. Not- so, but, but now let me continue because the fact is people were then like, in a rematch, a Ronda will get smashed. I don't agree. I think a rematch is a different thing because yeah, you've completely. seen how badly it's gone. Mm-hmm. You can reassess yeah. and reevaluate. The fact is, I think Ronda and Edmund underestimated Holly and they weren't prepared for a plan B and they... Sh- they 100% should have been. I guarantee in her first fight in the UFC, her second fight, her third fight, they had a plan B. Her fourth, her fifth, they'd kind of eased off on that because it's Ronda. She's just going to beat everyone. That is what it is. And that's laziness and that's a mistake. But they've got to this level, so it's harsh as sh- shit on them at this stage. And it kind of feels, yeah, I think a, a, with that time to go away and go, right, here's where we went wrong. The fact is, a Ronda Rousey is an Olympic-level l- competitor. And we've seen with Cormier, who's Olympic level competitor in wrestling, who applied that Olympic level mm. dedication to striking and is an absolute beast. And MMA in general is an absolute beast. I feel Ronda is someone who can apply that at a similar level. If she has time, you know, Hollywood providing and so on and so forth. But we don't now have to think about that because Amisha Tate came in and went. Fuck you, Holly Holm. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I, I, I thought Holly fought really well. Um, I thought she fought great. I thought she lost the first round and then got into a stride yeah, and beat definitely. the shit out of Misha yeah, for, yeah. for three and a half rounds. Mm. Really, but it's the Chow Son and Anderson Silva. It's like it. It doesn't matter until the fight's over if you get comfortable and get relaxed. Take which, a licking and keep the ticking. excitement there. The yeah. excitement, like when Chow was talking sh- a sh- a shit against Anderson. As nobody really had beaten some good people, but Anderson Silva's Anderson yeah. Silva. Chow talked all that shit and then came in and beat the living hell out of Anderson Silva for four and a half rounds like no one ever has done. And then he got caught in a submission, he got tapped. And that's that's what it felt like with Amisha yeah. and Holly. Holly won the first round, yeah. and then, then, then Misha did what Misha does. She grinded it out, she she wrestled, she toughed it out. It was, it was very much her toughness. Mm. Um, but you know, Holly outskilled her. I got confused for a second there and started going the wrong way. Uh, uh, Holly clicked in in round two, in round three, in round four, mm-hmm. and got her distance and kept her distance and kept striking and beating Misha's face up. And nearly had it. And Misha toughed it out, but then Misha went right. I know. It's similar with Mark Hunt, or with Lawler, with all these other people who they know that, that they could lose three, four rounds. Because it takes one moment, and that's what it took for me. So she got right. it down. Oh, was going back was one to moment, that. and she made that moment count, and it was beautiful to watch she that. Really because did. as it started to happen, there was that feeling that this is it, Misha. Like you have always wanted this. This is the one time that this move can't go wrong. You can't let this slip. This has to be perfect. And she nailed it, and that so was electrifying to watch. I, I like Anson Sonnen in, in in that moment of right. You've been beaten up, and particularly as Misha was fought Ronda twice and mm, got the shit kicked out of her and so on and so forth and it's like that moment and now Ronda's been defeated this has been your one chance to, right, to get this back but the difference is to go back to Edmund on, on the, the, the Rassi uh, Holly, hated Holly him, fight yeah. what Misha's corner knew was mm-hmm. in the, the fight a few weeks ago with Holly in between them rounds she had gas in the tank Yeah. whereas after that first round Edmund should have noticed as well that Ronda was exhausted. 
Yeah. You know? And so what he I mean, should have... never experienced it. No, and the thing that people say about Amitra a lot is improving in the times is a, a Ronda Rousey is that kind of fighter, kind of like um, a Thompson at the moment. And, and Connor at the time was, you can't prepare for that guy. The fact that the reason Misha kept getting thrown in and potentially thrown in against yeah. Ronda was the more time you get in the ring with there, the more experience you have. You can't have someone who can recreate that and, and mimic it. And mm. it, it makes me think as well, um, I don't think you caught it, Chris, but on that same... I said Chris. That shows how drunk I am. On that same card, a Kelly against a Carlos Jr. Carlos Jr. Okay. for two rounds has beaten the shit yeah. out of Kelly, the yeah. living shit. Kelly, the hometown fan. And then... Kelly timed it out. He let Carlos aggas himself a little bit, and he got a submission. And it was one of the biggest reactions I've ever seen. Yeah, it was absolutely, yeah. absolute nice. intensity. But yeah, Samisha got that moment against 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 Holly, same Somebody as Chael did against, or, or as Anderson, Anderson did against Chael. Just 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 waited it out. Kept his cool. I mean, that was crazy. Cool and waited yeah. in there. But that was sorry. Get yeah. back to your microphone, Stu. Don't but but that was it. Like she did. She kept her cool. Yeah. At no point did Ronda keep her cool, and that's the first thing that that Edmund should have said was like, right, slow down, calm down, yeah. stop running after her. Yeah, that is the thing that makes me think because people say Ronda hasn't got a chance against Holly. Again, it's changed now because it's it's likely to be Ronda against Misha for the belt. People said Ronda hasn't got a chance against Holly because Holly didn't just catch her. It wasn't a Nate Connor, which we need to talk about next, mm-hmm. where he just. Bang, it was getting beaten and then out of nowhere. Holly schooled her for a round and then finished her. But I don't mean that's, I don't think that means that's that. It's all great for UFC though. I love it. So I love it. it. It's Go like, on. it just means there's Ronda home. There's, there's obviously the next one in the. the I mean, there's the, Ronda Misha now. It's, oh, that's what I'm saying. Like that's the, and, and, and there's the next Misha one of them. And Holly v. Katzengano, which is hugely exciting. Mm. But. Let's talk about Connor for a second. Um, when this comes it? out, there's probably announcements of UFC 200. Um, yeah. At the moment, the rumour is Connor rematch with Nate. I ain't into it. I ain't into it. I get it. I understand it. Because for the casual fan, that's a yes, big match. And, and, kind of, and kind of, I am more casual than used to. And for me, I, I tell you what I get it from. I get it from the position of understanding... Connor desperately wanting to avenge that loss. Yeah, and, and it's but for the for the game, it's not that, for a belt, dude. It, that, yeah, it wasn't yeah, for yeah, a fucking yeah, belt. No, I understand right, yeah, yeah. an instant rematch exactly. for a belt. That was just no, a fucking and, fight, and that, that wasn't and, for and, a belt. And that, and that thinking about it now makes it makes despite me wanting wanting it from Connor's perspective. Should he be dictating that you know that that happens when really there's all these other people it's, who want to settle yeah. scores at the way he's classified it's the that. It's the illustration that Connor made that fighting Connor is bigger than a belt now. And he's oh, yeah. right, he's right. Yeah, the fact yeah, yeah. is, and I completely get it from Connor's side, from Connor and the UFC, uh, their angle is, oh, we need to give Connor his redemption and right, get him back, of course. That, right. But from Nate's side, from Nate, he's looking at, if I fight Connor, I headline UFC 200 mm. and I probably get points on the fucking pay per view, mm. which is. Fucking big fuck. Right, so okay. I get it from every side. I get a Nate going, dude, if I fight a Junior de Santos, for example, for the lightweight belt, mm-hmm. I'll probably be co headline because that'll mean Connor will fight a Frankie and Frankie will headline. Rafael or, Dos Angeles. Sorry, not Junior. Yeah. It'd be ridiculous. Um, or Laura will fight 
Condit or GSP returning or whoever else or Nate. But it's likely that if Connor's on that card f- fighting for a belt, he'll be headlining. Right. Whereas now, Nate gets to go, if I fight Connor on a rematch, I get the big bucks. But that just annoys me a little bit because the fact is, I've never heard of a rematch for a fight that isn't a right. title fight, See, unless it's a controversial ending. I get it, right? I, I get why why UFC would do that because there's so much attention on that fight and, and it will get Hugely. so much more attention than, than Dude, just your MMA purist. Since then, Nate has had online beef with Justin Bieber. Yeah. Him and Bieber have been beefing and Nate, prior to this, Justin Bieber wouldn't have n- known who Nate is. But, so that, I get that. There's that marketability. Well, that's cool. If that's the case, though, to me, I would say to Connor, you want to avenge your loss? Cool. You want to fight at welterweight? Cool. You've got to vacate your belt, though. 100%. And like, and let Frankie fight for that belt. Mm. Yeah, like, I, I think it should be a Frankie against Connor, which incidentally, quite controversially, I think Connor would win. Mm. Uh, people talk sh- a shit about a Connor's wrestling. I don't think it's as bad as people think. The biggest annoyance no. of Mendes against a Connor was people saying if Mendes had had a full camp, he would have he would have beaten him. If Frankie had had a full camp. Sorry, Frankie. If Connor had had a full camp preparing for a wrestler, it would have been a different game. I think it's you, you can't gauge that. You don't know. Yeah. So my ideal situation would be Connor defending against Frankie and Nate getting a title shot against JDS. I mean, if we're going for fun, give Nate a title shot against Robbie Lawler because goddamn, Nick Diaz beat a Robbie. Nate has just beaten Connor at 170. Mm. You can market that. I'm fine with that. But let's not overlook GSP. Or GSP returning. I mean, oh, it just makes my head explode. I mean, he was used to be one of our favourites, didn't he? I mean, we were, yeah. we were just. But then we lost. He's arguably the best him. ever because Anson's fallen off. Mm. John Jones, goddamn, he loves to party. Um, and GSP is GS goddamn P. No, Jones, uh, I disagree. I don't think GSP done that. I think that Hendricks, so that's a bit of a funny decision. And I think Jones is a better fighter, pound for pound. I, and I, Silver. I, GSP did not beat Johnny Hendricks. No, exactly. And I love GSP, but I, I think he lost it. I think he lost a step. But, Having said all of that, because that's digressing, is that he, you know, him coming back for UFC 200, if he came back hungry because he doesn't have a belt, mm-hmm. My, and, and maybe he he realises that he's got to build that hype again. He's and dealt start. with the aliens. Yeah, like you don't. Wow, that's a great story. Nate Diaz is the perfect fucking step from that. <laughs> I mean, you're pointing a picture on the wall of GSP versus and, and Nick Diaz. Then the step up to Nate is incredibly exciting. I get that, but amazing. Like, um, is that Nick's signature on that? Mm. Is that his actual? Mm. I mean, wow. to me, wow. to me. What you want to look at at 200 is Connor v. Frankie. A brilliant, mm-hmm. a heaven. Yeah, yeah. RDS v. Nate, all over mm-hmm. that. GSP. But let's have it right. Wait. RDS obliterated him, though. He did ab- obliterate him, but it's a different beast now. Mm. It's a different beast. Him against Michael Johnson, even more than him against Connor, was a different beast. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's earned that. He's earned that. You can't do it now because of the announcement of Silver v Uriah Hall, of which I'm all over. But I would have loved to have hear, heard, finally, GSP v Anderson Silver. You don't have to make it headline because it's not for a belt anymore. But you've got these fights going on. 
If you, if Absolute legend. If you want three title fights on the card, put Lawler against Condit. I don't want Condit to retire. No, Condit has said Condit has said no. he was only fighting out in a rematch against Roddy against Robbie because he felt he won. I quite, like, Condit, I quite like Roddy Lawler. I like Roddy Lawler. Rowdy um, Roddy Lawler. I, <laughs> <laughs> in Lily. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I rate Condit. I I love him. I felt Alola just stole it, but I'm fine either way. I'm fine yeah, either way. So yeah. I'm up for that rematch. But I love so it. You're, this not, point. you're not putting Ronda on 200. I don't think she's ready. I think she's off doing her films. She's being Swayze and Roadhouse doing her shit. If she's ready, I'd I'd love to see her against Misha. To be honest, I think she would take Misha on a quicker camp than she would take Holly. Because the fact is, she smashed Misha. Yeah, because smashed Misha. I like Misha has pushed her. But she'd be stars. more confident against Misha on a shorter camp mm-hmm. than she would against Holly, yeah. who's the one to dethrone her. So, but yeah, they've got a lot in the bag for two hundred. As I, I warned early on, part three is just MMA based. So, I think anyone who's listening now pretty much gets. They would have tuned off if they're not if they're not into so the. What, so, what about this tag team match I've been hearing so about? Let, let's speak. Because I, I, I want to talk about. Um, obviously, we all. I mean, hang on. Before you keep that in your mind, but a legit tag team match mm-hmm. that has been signed up apparently or is on the cards is Vandalay Silver fighting in a tag team MMA fight. There we go. I've been saying me. this for fucking years. I'm going to go straight out. Years. It fucking disgusts yeah. me because I'm not into that yeah, shit. Yeah. I'm into MMA as a sport. I'm not yeah. into a meeted. Are beating the shit out of each yeah, other, as yeah, you yeah. touched upon. Shit. I don't like seeing these posters in local pubs of this guy against a guy you recognise from working the door at the Pink Toothbrush, not the Pink Toothbrush at a pub. Gosh, I mean the guys at the Pink Toothbrush would more likely shoot you. Um, Jesus, <laughs> 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 You're never going back there, I'm man. Kidding, I'm Just kidding. Just to clarify, no one's ever been shot there. It's no. a really nice club. The Pink Toothbrush is a club that Stu has run for many years, and they're delightful. I love the doorman. They give me shit every time I'm there because I'm a Millwall fan. They're a West Ham fan, so I'm just putting the little dagger in again. But um, yeah, the kind of the, sh- the shitness of MMA. And someone like Avandale, who's been a legend for so long, supposedly having signed up with a collaboration of Bellator and Rising, who gave. Fedor, his fight against. Oh, have we ever talked the, about that? The guy who lives two doors up from you, Stu. I think it's. I think it was <laughs> my postman. Yeah, your postman against the legendary Fedor. Oh man, it's shameful. I don't even want to talk about it. It's Let's just not. horrific. No, Let's I, not. I want to talk about that because I used to love Fedor, and when we first got into it, I've we, got we, a very rare key. Ring we used of to Fedor. believe. We used to really believe in that, yeah. and we, we weren't educated on how badly people got fed fighters and whatnot and he had this in, immaculate record I mean, and, it's and tough, we saw man, him busting people he busted Nagueras he busted yeah, yeah, Overeem yeah. he busted Krokop I mean, yeah, Olofsky Olofsky was beating it. him and then that flying knee and then bang when he, when he, when he done Big Nog as well first time around that was, yeah. was that Pride after getting in that in that oh, fucking did, I've seen Nagueras but fighting then, but then doing, doing all those other fights and, and refusing you know having to set up his own fighting federation to fight yeah. Weak ass people. It's it's just embarrassing. I, I just hate the fact that I used to think he was so good. Now, and it's tough because he still is. Is an interesting one. Verdum, the current heavyweight champ, possibly the least hyped champ since Tim Sylvia. Yep. <laughs> Arguably, <laughs> and the best heavyweight of all time because he's beaten 
Fedor and Cain Velasquez. Yeah. How can you argue? How can you argue against this motherfucker? It's weird because Fedor, you'd say possibly the best heavyweight. Yeah. Kane, you'd you'd say possibly the best heavyweight. There's a few arguments, but Orlovsky, you know, there's there's a few different arguments, but fucking the depressingness of him. I mean, I'm swearing a, a lot more because I'm drunk now. Well, I, I'm but the depressingness of of MMA maths in Fedor has beaten Orlovsky. Verdum has beaten mm-hmm. Fedor. Verdum has beaten Kane. You can't. You can't. And, and Vadum is being Travis Brown, who's a beast in his own muscles, right. Yeah, it's kind of intense, right? This yeah, kind yeah. of a Vadum, no one cares too much about. He's like the giant mighty mouse with the funniest face ever. Mm. Oh, his, his his comical face is golden. But. Well, let, let's speak about while we're on talking about heavyweights. What? Ben Rothwell, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> introducing to the podcast, Mr. Ben Rothwell, <laughs> who's fighting uh, Junior De Santos. Yeah, um, it's a great scrap. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of Rothwell. I don't think he's particularly amazing. Yeah, he's, he's ranked, a beast, isn't he? He's a beast. He's ranked fourth, like which is undeniable. But I mean, unless a lead Rothwell into he he recently or fairly recently smashed Matt uh, Matt Mitrione, who has also recently signed for Bellator. Mm. Mm. So Bellator's, despite the fact they have cards that involve. Kimbo fucking slice me, Dada so, three thousand, so and 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 Ken Sh- a, a Shamrock for his fiftieth or sixtieth a birthday being allowed to I fight. I think it was his sixtieth um, wedding anniversary. Actually, god damn, these guys aren't. I, I mean, just joking aside, m- mad respect for Ken and Hoyce. They started this shit, but yeah, I don't yeah, particularly yeah. want to see them anymore. But it's a weird juxtaposition of these almost shameful fights that they're allowed. Dada 5000 fought Kimbo. They both almost fell asleep in the ring. And then Dada, post-fight, actually died. died. His heart stopped. He, <laughs> he came back and, and uh, Brendan Schaub in the fight and the kids had said this was, you kind of, you go out there, you fight and you say, you gave your all, man. You got to beat him, but at least you didn't, uh, at least you didn't die. No, 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 no. Died. Dada, you died. <laughs> he literally died out there. So but they've got these shameful fights, but... They've got some Simon fresh Mitrione, they've, Benson they've Henderson. Got, they've got Ben Henson. They've got Czech Congo. They've got Just Thompson. They've got they've got some legit... And they, they may well people. have Rory McDonald soon. Are Rory are talking about it? He's seeing out his, his, his last fight and his contract. There's more and more people... I don't know you're not a fan, but he, he's my favourite fighter. I, I, I love I, him. Who, who, who? Rory, Rory McDonald. I love yeah. him. I'm yeah. not not a fan. I'm just not yeah. as on board as he looked. Because I thought, uh, when he, each time he's fought someone who's just up for it, uh, like Robbie, and Lawler, I think just that first time he smashed him and that second time, that was a fight of the year. A fight yeah, of the century. And the thing that annoyed me is is Rory on 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 the Joe Rogan experience. This my, is just my, a my favourite Rogan. Rogan. You loved it. It infuriated me because Rory was like, "I like to be excited about fighting. If I go into training and I'm not up for it, I'll take a day off." And you and you look at a GSP or a Benson Henderson or these other people was mentioned. It's like, no, it's twenty four seven. I'm a fighter twenty four seven. Which do is or weird die. because. He's in the same camp as GSP. Yeah, it's bizarre. Um, I was talking to my mate Lloyd the other day about Rory, and he's 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 one of my uh, pals that's a, a big MMA fan, and uh, and we was talking about Rory on the Rogan podcast, and it, it, it just I love him. He, he's a interesting dude. Yeah. He's 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 quite unassuming. He's 
he's not interested in the hype machine. He's just a really humble, cool guy and dead behind the eyes, man. And, <laughs> and, and that fight with Robbie, I just, yeah. I mean, I, I've never seen anything that made me think, oh, man, the, the pain, because his nose was bust. And Robbie was just jabbing, 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 and then just unloading on that. Anyone listening, I I guess by now, because we're talking about UFC for so long, MMA, the people who are still listening are people who either practice it or are big fans. Guys, who or or girls, have you taken a donk on the nose? And how many? Because it's not a pleasant experience. To have, I mean... His nose was hanging off, and he was being hit by renowned, one of our favourite heavy hitters. Yeah. That's and, another and it was level. just it was just to see him take that last shot on the nose and just it wasn't a knockout just shot. Be broken. It wasn't just a knockout shot, was it? He just sat down as if to say, I can't take any more. I mean you talk about his nose hanging off, Lola's lip was literally hanging <laughs> off. And the beautiful thing was the interviews post If you're not squeamish, YouTube uh, Robbie Lawler, Rory McDonald lip i mean i need to take a moment to recommend fight pass in it because i'm a legitimate gentleman but yeah if you're not on fight pass then youtube but end of round three yeah i believe so when they they finished the round and just stared at each other and there was tons of hype that there was an interview with a rory mcdonald who's known as the american psycho he's the most polite and I, calm well, guy well, but he's I, a, I just said to chris he's like he's dead behind the eyes yeah they said to him and what were you thinking when the round ended and you just stood staring at each other? And Rory McDonald said, I was thinking, kill him. <laughs> and that was it. And the, the the thing that I saw, there was tons of hype over that. And I loved the, and it sums it up perfectly, the difference in characters was the fact that they were saying, oh, what was Robbie Lawler thinking? And they were saying, I wonder what I should have for dinner because I'm probably going to, I'm going to be tired after this. So I should probably have some steak. <laughs> and it's so true. Lawler is such a yeah, relaxed yeah. and kind of, a casual dude of being in wars. It was a fight I didn't want to see and I did want to see. It was my fight of the year, but I love Robbie. It was, it was, the, it was the same with me with a, a Jacare against a, a Yoel Romero. I was so sad to see that happen because I love them both. Yeah. In the end, it was kind of a weird fight because a Yoel looked a beast and then he was gone he and then he always looks and, a beast. And then and then he turned out he was he was he was. Juicing, he got, got really, caught. yeah, he got he, he got a ban for juicing, and yeah, it was an odd one. They both seemed to gas on that, but there's a few like that. Oh, when you have those fights, a Rory v Wonderboy is one of them. I'm like, oh, I just mate. want to see either of them for the belt. I don't want to write any of them off. A Wonderboy thing. I, I feel sorry for Hendrix. Rory because uh, I'm quite drunk. Just right. FYI, just, just, I, just I think just like Rory's FYI. got. I don't know where he, he's going to go because. I don't know. I mean, that, that fight with... People we, forget that Rory has got an unworldly transition between his expertise in striking and his expertise in MMA wrestling. For sure, uh, Johnny Hendricks is a better wrestler-wrestler. MMA wrestling, I don't know if anyone is is better than Rory. Mm. Uh, Rory's uh, similar to GSP. Uh, GSP started to smash the... the sh- a shout out Matt Hughes. Matt Hughes, a mm. legendary wrestler. Yeah. GSP had MMA wrestling. Yeah. And and that's where Rory has this. And that's what scares me a bit. Because that, that finish that GSP on Matt Hughes is one of my favourite finishes of Classic. all time, easily. But, but then a wonder boy, a, a Thompson against a McDonald. It's Not amazing. McDonald, uh, Hendrix. Right. It's fucking beautiful. 
Mm. It was beautiful. Yeah, so it, yeah. yeah. It, it, I don't know. I, I, I'd far rather a Wonder Boy had just been thrown to Robbie. I, I'd love to have known what Hendrix's corner was saying because yeah. there was a man that had run out of ideas. Yeah. He <laughs> did not know what the fuck was going mm. on, did he? Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, <laughs> are, are you a massive striking fan? I love it. A Wonder Boy is possibly the greatest striker I've seen in MMA. Prior to that, I'd, I'd throw... A Mashida up there. I throw a, f- a few others, but Mashida is definitely one for just yeah, pure striking. Is is top level, but Thompson takes it to a next level. And the fact is, he's got his sprawl Bloody and his hell. defensive wrestling game, and it's what Chuck Liddell is underrated for. Ch- uh, Chuck Liddell is known for punching hard. Chuck Liddell came into MMA as a wrestler. He had his kickboxing and his, his Muay Thai, but he was a experienced a wrestler. He had his defensive wrestling, his sprawl on lockdown, which mm. meant he could defend, take down, sprawl, and punch amazing. your face in. Yeah. And it's what Thompson seems to have done. Thompson seems to have gone, right, let's get my defensive wrestling on lock. Because yeah. the fact is, if you come from a kickboxing or karate background, you can't learn everything. I guarantee a Thompson submission game is dog shit. But the fact is, he's gone, right, what can I do to stop it to get into that submission game? Yeah. Like, it's, it's gambling. It's, it's playing a game. It's like, the fact is, if I can do these things, it can make it a 5% chance I'll have to defend a submission. Did you see Wonderboy Hendrix? I showed you um, it. Yeah, I showed, showed you it. it yeah. against Hend- it, just, it, was, it was next Amazing. And, and I think, I'll be really interested to see how, how the fight with Rory goes. It's... Uh, it's going to be interesting. It's exciting, right? You're yeah. super, super hyped for it. Can I just say, guys, that Pip is drinking a fucking lot, man. Yeah, I'm smashing this gin, yo. <laughs> I've, I've, I'm seen, fucking hammered. I've seen you drink that much for a I've done, million years. I've done at least two-thirds it's, of a bottle of Gordon's gin. He, is, he has taken Sup, my... bitches? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm impressed. I haven't seen you drink that much since the time he was hanging out in the cab vomiting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink much these days. I've been right, inspired. Can I, um, can I go through my little list here and fire some fights that are coming up? That we... Can I throw one f- a fight at you that you'll be excited about? Chris... I might not be as knowledgeable, and that's that's not a diss. Whatever. But you don't watch as much. No, I don't know. When all these announcements were coming out, that big press conference, Tony Ferguson, Habib Nurmagomedov. Oh, big. My good God. You will love Tony Ferguson, Chris. Again, are you looking a bit confused? But f- No, yeah. A, a Tony Ferguson came out of tough with s- s- solid boxing. Yeah. He went to 10th... A planet with Eddie Bravo. Wasn't he? Isn't he the? He, he's a bit of a uh, trash talker, Ferguson. A bit trash talker, not hugely. Not particularly fine for no. it, no. And not hugely. You're talking shit. You're, <laughs> 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 You're out of your league, Donny. <laughs> 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 um, so uh, Ferguson, he's trained at tenth a planet and became yeah. a beast on the ground. And then his stand-up became ridiculous. Ridiculous. And in fact, I showed you him against Barboza, Chris. Mm-hmm. And Barboza is a beast. Obviously, he had that knockout with Terry him, numerous other things. Uh, Ferguson came in there throwing. He kept. He jumped in numerous times uh, with like these jumping takedowns or jumping triangles or jumping heel hooks. Was doing rolls and all sorts of shit. He's and bar- he's been beasting it at, at lightweight. And now he's got Nurmagomedov, who's been off for two years, who's a wrestler and a heavy hit. Rank number two. He's ranked number two. He's a beast, but he's been out for a long time. And I'm I'm all over Ferguson. Mm. It's hard to pick because you don't know about how how the Megadeth will react to being off for so long. But Barbosa's, I love Tony Ferguson. They've announced the fight with Barbosa, aren't they? I'm trying to think of it. Is that who's who's got Barbosa? Yeah, can't think. 
Um, um, Pettis. Pettis Barbosa. That's a that's a great scrap. And Pettis is the is the ultimate bridesmaid man. He's he's been a beast for so long, and he, obviously he had the greatest moment in my life. Mm-hmm. I that's vowed to never get channel. married or have children because I don't want the Showtime kick to, to be trumped <laughs> by anything. When, when Pettis ran up the cage and did a flying kick in Benson Henderson's face in the shit. last ever WBC event, and that mm. move won him the WEC mm. light heavyweight title and became the last ever champion in that in that weight division, it was the best moment of my it's life. Be, and it was beyond karate. I've kids. had some good moments, um, and that stole it. So, yeah, it's kind of... It's a beautiful thing there. Well, so, let's talk about that. But, but um, Pettis then, he could have got an instant title shot. He said, right, there's some... There's some... Uh, uh, when Zufa uh, bought the WEC, he went, right, there's some... There's a bit of a, uh, a log jam. Is that a word? No. No? Like when there's a lot of... I think if you've drunk a lot of gin, it doesn't matter. It's a log jam. It's a Gordon's gin log jam. It's a log jam. I brought you by Gordon's gin. Um... <laughs> And he said, right, I'll fight some other people. Yeah. I'll get my title. He, he should have had a title shot immediately and come into the UFC. He said, I'll fight some people. He fought Clay Guida. And Clay Guida's a mental beast who comes down rocking out to... Pantera. Pantera or, mm-hmm. or New Metal or Pop Punk. And, and, and Guida, I wrestled mm. the fuck out of him and, and put him on the back burner. Then Pettis came back, smashed some people, yeah. smashed Benson Henson. And then... Who's Rafael de Sanos? He's been a mid-card guy for a while, and he beat the shit out of Pettis. So yeah. Pettis has been that kind of bridesmaid for a long time. Who beat Pettis in the last fight? Was it- Who beat Pettis in the last fight? That's a great question. What's his name? This is a lull. No, the, the, um, <laughs> the guy that came in the UFC that was undefeated outside of UFC. And Bison. Um, Eddie Alvarez. Alvarez. Fucking prick. Yeah. yeah, and that was a close one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just talking about the uh, Norma Gudemedov uh, versus Ferguson fight. Yeah. Undercard, right? Let's have a look at this undercard. Oh man, the undercard is naughty, oh. and it's like a fox card or some shit. Oh. Texera versus Evans, all over. Oh, that. Yeah. Oh. Machida versus Dan Anderson. Oh, hello, <laughs> hello. <laughs> Immovable object means irresistible force. <laughs> the, Let's do this. The beautiful Rose versus Torres. Rose. That's a great fight, and yeah, and, 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 and Tisha Torres is tough as fuck, but I'm a big fan of, of Rose. Never, blah, 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 blah. Darius versus Kiesa. That's a great fight. Fucking and Mike Kiesa has been, he's had that, that X Factor type story for a long time, but then Diaz he's been it. versus Swanson. Oh, Diaz. Yeah. Not Diaz. Yeah, no, Diaz. Swanson. That's, that's a decent return. Dodson versus Gamburian. Uh, Dodson's a bit of a, a Rich Franklin right now in that he's better than everyone else in the division, yeah. but he's got no chance against the champ. Carrera versus Pennington. Oh, it's lovely. It's fucking mental card. Yeah. Um, and what else is, is, is coming out? You've got your app going. So right, let's, let's okay. Go. So on... Uh, oh, what's on Bones Cormier? Right. Uh, Johnson... Because Bones Cormier is exciting as fuck, right? Right, we've got... Um, I think Cormier has got... A, has, has, has developed and has got better. Uh, People are saying that... I hope, I hope how so. dare you, Sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. Is that on the... Is that straight down? Did, did everyone hear that? Straight, straight. down the mic. Um, People are saying that as Bones smashed Cormier so decisively, again, I think Jones is up there with a Ronda and a Connor that 
the more ring time you get with them, that's the best prep you can fucking get. So <laughs> oh. if anyone has a good chance against Jones, it's Cormier because he spent five rounds in the fucking mm. ring learning oh. him. And I was yeah, like, yeah. You can't mimic people like that. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Like this is a podcast minutes. of drunk people talking about fights. Listen, let's get through this. Cormier versus Jones, undercard. Yeah. Johnson, Sejudio. I love that. I love Sejudio. I'll pronounce it protect. Uh, correctly for you okay. Olympic wrestler Olympic gold medalist wrestler I believe and just that's exciting because a Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson has just been smashing everyone in that division mm-hmm. and the fact is if he beats a Hudio, he should he should move up and fight either Connor or or Cruz Cruz who it's, it's a shame that Dillashaw is gone because was Dillashaw the last person to beat Mighty Mouse I think he might have been who else beat Mighty Mouse bloody uh, bloody <laughs> Did Brad Pickett be? No. Are you sure? I'm 100% sure. Let's have a look at Mighty Mouse. Come on. Hello. I'll look up Mighty Mouse. Right. You okay. keep going the on the fight. The rest fights. of the card. Uh, Pettis Barbosa. Yeah. Oh, Pettis Barbosa's just. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whitaker versus Natal. I like that. And uh, and Whitaker was. He just. He recently. It's harsh on Whitaker, man, because he beat. He derailed the hype train of. Um, of. of of Uriah Hall, mm. who's now fighting Anderson Silva in a fucking... Um, Uriah Hall's a, a tough knockout, that spitting rad ass. I mean, I've never been so that sad. That, that silence in the room was just... Shit got real then, didn't it? <laughs> shit got so real. It was haunting. It was haunting. So, no, I've looked at the wrong person. Sorry, you keep talking. <laughs> right, okay, then we got um, Fadoom versus Stipe. On the undercard of that... Uh, Suaza versus Belfort. That's a bit nice. Anderson Silva versus Hall. Shogun versus Corey Anderson. Oh, damn. And wait for this one. Damian Meyer versus Matt Brown. I mean, a lot of people know, and, and, and Sam Marshall, who we mentioned previously, for damn sure knows, I'm the biggest Damian Meyer mark ever. But probably prior to Damian Meyer. Love I think Matt the Brand. first. Love Matt Brown. I think, I was going to say, I think the first. A UFC event that you, me, Stu Tell, and my brother went to, Damian Meyer landed in a mounted, on top, a mounted triangle on Chow Sonnen and tapped oh, him yeah. out and beasted it on the undercard. Yeah, um, it was undercard. Unknown. No one yeah. was paying attention. And it was fucking amazing, man. So I'm a big, I'm a massive Meyer fan, but I like a bit of Matt, of Matt Brown as well. Incidentally, the last person to beat. A Demetrius a Johnson was a young man called Dominic Cruz, who's currently the Bantamweight champion. Who else has beat him? A dude called Brad Pickett. Shut the fuck up. Has he so, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Do really? <laughs> 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 it. God damn it, the two losses. But oh, I said, I love the idea of if Demetrius beats Henry and if Dominic beats Uriah. That's a massive fight. It's not a massive fight outside of MMA, but it's a massive fight inside MMA. Demetrius stepping up t- to take on Dominic once more. Cummins versus Nagera. It's a great fight. Mm-hmm. And a mad respect to Patrick Cummins, who got into the into the UFC by um, Cormier had a fight. There was an injury, and, and, and Cummins uh, used to train with Cormier and used, has a previous win in wrestling against him, I believe, and stepped in with... So little experience and stepped into a main event fight. He got his ass handed to him by Cormier because Cormier is the fucking light heavyweight champ. But mad respect for Cummins for taking that opportunity and building the hype himself 
and then going bang let's make it I've lost this fight but I'm in the UFC now he's, he's now on a hell of a run and to be honest Nagir is a a drifting so that's, yeah, not, a, not, that's not a bad yeah. shout that's a big name to have on your um, on your list they've not announced why they're not wheeling him in that's always a fight you want isn't it they've not announced the card but uh, on May the 30th Almeida versus Garbrandt that's a it's a great fight, and let's just take a minute to take some um, some magic mic appreciation of Gambrandt. Man, my God, he's gorgeous. Um, Almeida ain't, ain't 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 being kicked out of anyone's bed either. To no. be completely honest, but then uh, Gambrandt, Chris, you seemed a bit a bit uh, lost. Mm. He used to be all over um, a page Van Sant, which I'm pretty sure you would have googled and looked at and enjoyed her looked at her oh, I did see an, an advert of her or a little Instagram of her doing some kind of booty shaking on Dancing with the Stars she's now on Dancing with, <coughs> with the Stars which a little tip here I mean <laughs> the third episode of this podcast is going to well overrun the first two and we've yeah. only talked about MMA but a little tip if you want to put some money down put some money down on Paige Van Sant winning Dancing with the Stars because she's not the favourite despite the fact she used to be a professional dancer. I've, I've oh. seen her busting moves. Like she's got mad moves. She's going to rip the shit out of that. Put all. Put your mortgage Page. on Paige. June the fifth, UFC one nine nine. Rockhold Weidman two. I'm, 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 oh, I'm nice. well up for that. Speaking earlier of um of 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 late stoppages in round two or or in a round, S- and we stop that and fight. we shit all over <clears throat> a Magni not getting the stop because we maybe felt the ref wasn't up to scratch. It's Herb fucking Dean against Stop Rock that Holden Weidman. That, sh- that should have been a stoppage. Um, but I still think it's an exciting fight. I still think a, a Weidman maybe took it a bit a bit under. He didn't, yeah. he, he, he didn't take it seriously. His mm-hmm. last two fights were against arguably the best fighter of all time, all time. Anderson Silva. Yeah. How can you not take your foot off the gas a little yeah. when you're not fighting... Arguably the best fighter of yeah. all time. So the devil, yeah, you're I, not fighting. I feel Weidman will be a slightly different camp and a slightly different outlook because yeah. he's lost his belt. So I still think Rockhold is a beast, and I think chances are Rockhold will take it. I, I think, think both he's, of he's them nasty. I think both of them are really they're great all round fighters. Yeah, but they're, they're not greatly fighters. inspiring. They're, no, so they're we discussed this in the last yeah, one. We yeah. talked a bit of shit, and it wasn't intended as shit. But they're both great, and Rockhold is. I enjoyed that. That. Um, a press conference where everyone got a chance to try their try and do their best impression of Conor McGregor and hyper fight and, and, and get all this excitement and for me I mean we've touched upon him but hmm. Cruz in his two years off from doing commentary to doing play by play to doing just extra bits in, in the studio at Fox Man, that guy's got amazing at talking. And he's one of the most intelligent and calm talkers. And for me, he's one of the best smack talkers. Because he doesn't just churn off these these punchlines. No, no, he, he wipes his ass with silk. He, he does it in an intelligent yeah. way. Tell me how you're going to beat me. I know you say you're going to beat me and kick my ass. But can you tell me how? Because statistically, in fact, are... And TJ a dummy, which is yeah, just yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Oh, back in the day, me and you used to watch some Scr- Scribble Jam. And Scribble yeah, Jam yeah, was a great yeah, yeah. F- a freestyle contest that mm-hmm. had some of the best in it. Eminem was in Scribble Jam. But he sure was. The fact is, a lot of the people who won Scribble Jam were just punchline MCs. Mm. And then you'd get someone like ADM or Idea who would dose come one. out and, and dose, and we would come out and generally free. And Sage, fucking mm-hmm. Sage, just 
basing it against Brother Ali. Refusing to give up, yeah, yeah. And they would genuinely freestyle these intellectual but still freestyled raps. And that's how I get a Dominic Cruz. Cruz comes out and is like, no, I've not got my prepared punchlines as Connor has. And Connor's a beast. And Chael Mm. was the best of all time. I still rate the quote of Chael when he was arguing with all of Brazil... It was, it was arguing with all of Brazil. It was yeah. fighting Anderson. He defended... Yeah. It said that he'd seen the Nagueras when they first came to America. Oh, oh my God. He'd seen them try and feed a carrot to a bus. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and Homeboy turned round and said, send any... Because he, he, he was getting death threats. He said, I'm yeah, getting yeah. death threats from security. Brazil. I'm getting death threats from Brazil. He said, <laughs> send anyone you want. Just don't send anyone you want back. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is one of the so most good. beautiful and yeah. cold lines I've ever yeah. heard from anyone ever. Yeah. Send anyone you want. Just don't send anyone you want back. It's fucking yeah, beautiful. It's so Chad is the, is is the best in the business. Best, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but Cruz is is just the 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 king of. I've got no punchlines, but just just talk to me as an adult, and I will say, tell me how you're going to beat me, because I will tell you mm-hmm. how I'm going to beat you, and he. He mm-hmm. did it with TJ, yeah. and he's doing it already with yeah. a Faber. So did tell me think, how. Did you think Cruz beat TJ? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. I did. I felt it was close. Can I have one yeah. most, please? I felt it was close, but I felt he won. I, I thought... Um, I, I wanted Cruz to win massively. Thanks, so. And it, what's quite interesting is with TJ, he's... Um, Sorry. It's a classic the, a Chris Can open. What's that, um, number six? The, the thing with, with, with TJ, I felt... I, I don't feel sorry for him. But when he fought uh, Burrell, mm-hmm. he was the underdog and everybody loved him. And he pulled off this insane win, then fought him again, whipped him again. Mm-hmm. And it was like, this kid's golden. And then decided to leave Team Alpha Male and set up with mm-hmm. uh, Ludwig. Yep. And, Dwayne Bang. And I think, you know, Uriah was cool with all of that. He, he didn't bad math at first. He bad-mathed a fair bit. And like, and then as it built, and it was weird that then it did turn public opinion. And I, and I felt that, there, you know, then TJ weren't a particularly liked fighter. And it I think... It turned. And, and, and that was a lot through Cruz's intelligent in, uh, interviews and interactions. Yeah. And, and, and let's not overlook it, and Connor. And Connor. Yeah, you he know, up in the on, show on, on and tough, turned, like, uh, which was um, a Mystic McGregor. A, a type shit because that was filmed way before but I'm going to drop some some information here as well a Robin Black a lot of MMA fans will be listening now if you're listening still you're an MMA fan we've been talking MMA for an hour <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're still still listening out a Robin Black is a beast of an analyzer and I he does these amazing breakdowns and I heard him on Charles Asana's pop, a podcast you're welcome and he he's said, the guy that broke down Ronda, wasn't it? He broke ages down ago. Ronda. He broke. No, no, he's not. You're thinking of Jack Slack. Jack, Jack Slack, which yeah. I'm going to get to next because mm-hmm. I was going to say Robin Black. All the MMA fans are going, a yeah, Robin Black. He's a beast, but Jack Slack is next l- yeah. a level on that shit. But so was that Sam gave you the heads up on the old Jack Slack? Yeah, Sam and 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 the UG, the underground. Mm. Um, but so Robin Black, you'll like this analogy because it's a bit of sci-fi film in there. He said perfectly on the Sonnen podcast, and again, he's a beast. He was actually on the on the Joe Rogan podcast the same day I was on. So when I arrived at the studio, he was there. We kind of played some pool and chatted for a bit, and then I listened to it later, and the, and the dude's a beast. But his an- analysis was, he said, have you seen The Fly? And Chris, have you seen The Fly? Of course I've seen The Fly. It's awesome. It's a classic. 
So in the fly, what's his name? Your boy, um, Your Jeff boy. Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum um, looks oh, a bit like you. He does. He's a handsome devil. You tr- you're right. So Jeff Goldblum invents this thing, and he he replicates and transports a burger, and yeah. then he eats the burger, and it tastes disgusting. Because what he's done is he's made a recreation of a computer interpretation of a burger. Yeah, yeah. And he said, that is TJ Dillastraw against uh, mm-hmm. Dominic Cruz. And at that point, Cruz had been out for two years and Dillastraw had been smashing shit. He said, Cruz has watched and learned and he has drilled like no one else. Like, hugely professional, he has drilled. Mm. But Cruz... You mean Dillashaw does, has drilled, yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah. Dillashaw has drilled yeah, yeah. Like, like no one else and learned this. But yeah. Cruz has done that shit naturally. Yeah. So the fact is, there is a point in every drill where you get to the end of your planned mm. movements. Whereas, as, as Cruz, it's a natural movement. It's a, it's a yeah. natural flow. If it's not working, then you adjust. It goes somewhere else. It doesn't need a plan. And it was a wonderful an- analogy yeah. of that. Yeah. The burger, that it's a, it's a fucking carbon copy of a burger. You bite into it, it's not there. It hasn't, hasn't got everything. You, no. There's certain no, elements no. you can't take in. You can't just try and... A transfer and transverse. No, I then go to argue that. that a Jack Slack who broke down, I think a year before Rondi, yeah. I met Holly Holm. He it. broke down the exact blueprint to beat Ronda Rousey, and it's what Holly Holm did. And Jack Slack is a beast, so I recommend you look into his stuff. It's it's craziness, but yeah, that's kind of the. It takes a lot of time. The Dillashaw Cruz thing, I think, is uh, is beastly. Are we at the end of the podcast? I, I, yeah, guys, because not only are we starting to look at our own phones, probably people listening... No, no, I've, I've got some, some fights I want to talk about. All um, right. Right, we haven't spoke um, about McGregor Diaz. Oh, oh uh, yeah, we haven't. Which, which we need to talk what about. What an amazing fight. Uh, uh, what an right. amazing fight. And I think there's a lot of stuff to talk about there, because Connor, I don't think anyone did anything wrong. It annoys me that people say that Connor moved up to 170 and learnt... That are 170, the punches that would have put away 145ers can't put away 170ers. No, 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 no. Punches that put away 145ers can't put away a Diaz. That's a mm. different beast. That's mm. not a 170, that's a, a Diaz. The mm. Diaz is notoriously a hard to, to put away. And the fact is, I felt originally uh, when me and you were in, in mm-hmm. my living room, Chris and watching this and I still think there's an element of this I felt that Connor got too comfortable and again it's the classic I in fact talked on Twitter with Jack Slack mm. who I've just been hyping about this the classic a Nick Diaz trick so Nick not Nate the classic Nick Diaz trick of then pitter patter punches Mm -hmm. he's landing these punches they're not having any effect Mm. and then bang he lands one that's fucking loaded that's a classic Diaz trick I think there was an element of that. I mm-hmm. think there was an element of Diaz, of, of, of McGregor going, these punches are fine. Mm-hmm. Same shit. It's, yeah, it's, but then- it's, it's the Diaz tr- a tradition of bang, 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 and then bang. And it's literally a spin. It's, it's why I, I click my finger there. It's, it sounds dramatic, but it's a slight twist on the wrist that just makes that, that bit harder and connects. And I think that's, that's that, happened. That, that one when he hit him with that, yeah. it shocked him to his boots, and he looked shocked. It mm-hmm. did. And a lot of people argue that Connor was tired, and I think it's a combination of the two. I think a, a Connor had started to land in round one, and it got it got cocky. He'd landed punches that would have put away Justin Poirier, Henan Burrell. He didn't fight Burrell. He fought um, 
a Barrera, and numerous other people that would have put them away. Aldo, fucking the legendary Aldo. Mm. And the fact is he landed them, it didn't put them away, but he thought, I'm fucking, I'm punching for, for fun but on this I, guy. And he fucked him up. He, like, Nate yeah, did not walk away with a pretty face. You don't, and you Nate don't got beaten up. With a pretty yeah, face. but also, what, within the first round, mate? Nate was bleeding, bleeding, breeding pretty quickly. But if you met, I know, I know Rogan mentioned it, but like, Again, going back to the picture on all the Nick Diaz, state of his face. Diaz brothers' faces are literally 90% scar tissue. Yeah. Like, and so they open up easily. But really, do you see a Diaz brother fight where their faces aren't messed up? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but they can take a punch. But they man. can take that. Like, and, and that was the beauty. I think it's a combination of the two. I think, number one, Connor got a bit comfortable with taking I just, punches I, I, I off, personally, off Nate. I, I personally feel that. And then when and I, number when two, I though, I do it, think he, he gassed a bit. He on gassed re-watching a little. It, yeah, yeah, on yeah. Re-watching, on first yeah. watch, I was like, he's just mm, got, got cocky. cocky. On re-watching, yeah. it's like, right, he's landed, he's landed again, he's landed again, he's landed again, and Nate hasn't dropped. But also, he's landed he, again, and then he's gone, fuck, But for every punch that... But he, every punch from McGregor, he missed. He missed yeah. a lot from McGregor. He threw and too was, many kicks, and, and there was a there was weight behind the misses as well, wasn't there? They were knockout shots he missed. He was. He looked to me like he that's was what that's what frustrates mm. me about the rumored UFC 200 fight, which may be confirmed by the time this comes out. Is it feels a little bit like that was a fight, where you can can look at the fight a fighter that lost and go. He can learn from that and win next time. Mm. Do you know what I mean? In certain fights, you don't have that. You have, he just no, got outclassed or whatever else. In that one, you go, he made a, that's, a bit that's of a mistake why there. That's so keen to the, the, the revenge. But thing, equally, right? equally, and, and Nate had all this hype beforehand about he was training for a triathlon. He, he turned around afterwards and said, I wasn't training for sh- sh- shit. I was on the beach in Cabo. <laughs> I was just chilling. He's and I came straight- out and I beat your, your, your golden pony. I think he ninjaed his ass, actually. He ninjaed the I, I fuck thought, out of him. It was just brilliant, and yeah. and and I, you know, I love Connor. I think he's great, and I think he's brilliant for MMA. And I, I didn't think he brought through Nate Diaz. Uh, I, I thought no. Nate was going to give him a, an amazing fight. And I'm annoyed. Just, just I'm annoyed. I didn't on bet the, on that. The though, last well, one, twelve to one. When you watch Nate versus uh, Connor or Michael Johnson, Johnson, fucking hell, man. Well, Nate in shape, mate. And Nate against Michael Johnson was the best I've seen a Nate look. Mm-hmm. And that's always been Nate's a problem. If you look at the fights he's lost, he's kind of looked a bit casual, a bit unmotivated yeah. by the money being paid. And and my brother, a lot on the night, yeah. uh, we were discussing how Connor is so motiva- motivated mm-hmm. by money, whereas the Diaz is a straight strappers. I disagree. I think there's been fights in the past where Nate and Nick have turned around and gone, I ain't getting paid much. I don't give a shit. I'm here to earn a, earn a buck. I think they're prize fighters as much as anyone. And I think that if UFC 200 has been confirmed by now, it confirms that. Because mm. Nate could quite easily demand... A, he's got that big off of this fight. He could demand a title shot, a welterweight or lightweight. If he isn't demanding that, it's because he's a prize fighter. He's there for money. And that's fine. I'm fine with that. I mean, we need to, to bring up a John Anik. Are, are you aware of the John Anik issues? So, no. Uh, John Anik, Chris, is is one of the commentators who commentates if Rogan isn't about and so on and so forth. Right. He's a great commentator. I rate him highly. In fact, a quick sh- a shout out at a level of commentators. Anik, Florian, Stan and Dan Hardy. God mm. damn, that's some good alternatives yeah. to Rogan and Goldberg. There's some strength yeah. there now. Yeah. That's Dan sporting a new barnet last night. His shaved head l- looking like a beast. Mm. 
big love there. But um, I'd love to see so, Dan fight again. So Anik yeah, at some I mean, point had talked, had picked Connor against Nate. So in a lot of the press conferences, Nate was saying, fuck John Anik. And was saying that if I win, that bitch had better get a 209 a tattoo. I wish he stopped him. He wins. John Anik immediately tweeted saying, I'm looking for a good tattoo. A tattooist in, I think it was the Miami area. Amazing. And he's since gone and got a 209 tattoo. And <laughs> you've got to have love for that because John Anik yeah, is yeah, a square-looking yeah. dude. Yeah, he's yeah. not covered in tattoos. And he's gone, fair fucking play, man. Because mm-hmm. the fact is that fighters yeah. get offended. But the fact is, I mean, I don't call fights. In in, in mm-hmm. our group messages, I, I, you guys often push for mm-hmm. it. But the fact is, I just want to see a good fight. I don't care mm-hmm. anymore who wins. So I, mm-hmm. I won't pick... The, uh, that often but uh, when I was doing the show on BT Sports you had to pick a fighter and the fact is I don't mind who wins and I'm I'm, I'm knowledgeable enough to know it's MMA mm-hmm. anyone can win mm-hmm. you, it, it's a crazy one to try and pick so the fact is Anik at some point has been pushed to, to, uh, to pick a winner and, and, and Nate has been offended and then it's been beautiful that, that Anik has turned around and gone fair play son I'll get my 209 tattoo I'm, I'm stopped in now so one more fight, which for some reason we haven't mentioned, which we we were very nearly cage side for, but we had we are lizards, so couldn't go. Uh, oh, fuck about Bispin Anderson Silva, oh, hell yeah. of a fight, right? Yeah, and a weird one. Do you know what? I'm not a Bispin fan. I, I, I think he's I think he's good, but check out his remixes on SoundCloud and then decide if you're a fan. He does. He makes so, some beats. So, so I'm aware. Um, I didn't know this, but. Um, <laughs> saying nothing I'm saying nothing. so good if we couldn't go to that um, just to say that I've seen a silver fight would have been amazing and history making man and yeah and uh, interesting fight because Anderson I mean the save by the bell thing Anderson finished him in my mind I think Anderson was uh, was bullshitting a little bit I think Anderson knew he hadn't finished him. And we tried that game. We've seen that from Anderson. Tried before, to play though. it to get that result. He he, he landed that. Yeah. He knelt yeah, in the middle of the ring. A, people were saying sometimes Anderson. It's not over. People said no. He jumped he on the cage. On. It's not over. He celebrated. It's not over. And then his shocked face. What? But I think he fucked up there because I think at that point didn't recover. He had it in his in the bag. He gassed himself on his oh, celebrations. Yeah, he can be tricky like I, that. I had that fight as a draw. Mm. Um, I had Bisping a winning round one and two. I had Anderson winning round three, but because of the... 10-8. The literally, felt. it was a knockout. I he knocked him out. Time. I had that as a 10-8. I had Bisping uh, coming back and winning round four. I had Anderson winning round five. That makes it a draw. I yeah. had that as a draw. I just didn't feel um, that that was a knockout. But I felt if there was a winner, it had to be Bisping. It was not give... Give give Anson the win no, as you didn't, didn't stop it. it, it I mean, was, he, he won that under. Um, Bispin was a muppet for wanting to strike up a conversation with the referee while Anson yeah. Silver standing in his yeah. pocket. But I keep on going back to this. We're talking about this is a fighting. This is about the ultimate fighter. Take yourself at all times. You don't do that if you don't want to get the shit kicked Mate. out of you. Look what, look what, look what, I've got through four tables. Uh, that night, flipping tables in furiosity. <laughs> well, look at what happened. A bit swing going, my mouth guards out. It's like, oh, cool. so The ref knows that. All right. You've seen the ref pick up your mouth guard. Therefore, yeah. that's he not knows. your business. It's not your business. Well, look at, look at. I get it, I get it, and uh, that's not hating on Bisping. I get it, but he got that knee to the face. He still won the fight. If there was a winner, 
Bisping still won the fight, so that's not mm. hating on Bisping at all. But no, definitely not. No, no. And I Bisping fan. Have you guys seen um, Mayweather? I think it's Ortiz when. Uh, or, yeah, or, yeah, or, or teased, yeah, on the break. Right? Um, yeah, and, and, and basically the, uh, the ref says, uh, right, no. and, and the, re- the ref kind of sort of says, like, because Ortiz fouls him. I can't think exactly what it was. He, he butted him or something it was a butt. Like that. It was a butt. Okay. And then, In the clinch, uh, it was a butt. Yeah, and then uh, the ref says, like, okay, right, fight. And, now, um, and Ortiz puts his glove out as if to touch gloves. and uh, To, uh, to apologise, to say, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry yeah, for that. Sorry, but... and, and as he does that, Mayweather just... Sparks him. him and knocks him. Yeah, and uh, I loved it. Yeah. I loved it, mate. And I'm not a Mayweather fan. I think he's a piece of sh- shit for his private life. Oh, really? I think, in fact, a thing oh. that we just forgot to discuss on the last ones, which I added an extra extra yeah, bit, yeah, was yeah, the yeah. fact that with Mayweather, I think he's a piece of shit out of the ring. You can't argue in the ring. He's a he's one of the best he's yeah. ever been. Whereas yeah. Tyson Fury, piece of shit out of the ring. Awkward shape in the ring. Fuck that yeah, guy. Yeah. I, I, I ranted heavily about well, it in the I, previous I, I podcast. Talk about, I want to talk about Go this on. a little bit, but let's, let's move to boxing a little bit. I know you ain't quite as keen on it as what, what I am. I've, I've loved a, a boxing at points, yeah. but for me, MMA has stolen the glory from me for because on an undercard, if there's a boring MMA fight, it's a 15-minute boring fight. If there's a boring boxing fight, it's... What thirty minutes an hour long a, bo- a boring fight and 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 MMA M- just engages me that a bit more but yes yeah, um, yeah I want to talk about um oh do you know what his bloody name escapes me bloody hell oh god um Frikey. former heavyweight has been bloody has been hounding bloody Klitschko <laughs> um, no, not Tony Jason uh, used to have was former champ Baby used to have hey. long uh, dreads anyway. If you get a chance to watch English guy, no, they? American. No. <sighs> yeah, this ain't podcast gold. But uh, well, uh, thank you all for tuning in <laughs> to no, this. No, right. <laughs> but basically, he's been hounding. Um, he's been handing uh, Klitschko's, and there's some amazing videos where basically he just keeps following him around, Shane. Let's go, champ! Right, Fucking and. And just put Let's Go Champ. Google that, Pip, please, because he's going to drive me up the wall. Uh, I'm Googling. Just put Let's Go Champ and it'll come up. And this guy's been hound, was hounding Klitschko for ages to the point where there's, there's videos of Klitschko in a restaurant eating a bowl of pasta. And, <laughs> oh, uh, no. It's quite funny. In my and, uh, and he walks in, sits down opposite him. He's going, Let's Go Champ. Shannon Briggs. Shannon Briggs. And, uh, oh, you said that as I was saying it, you and, piece of uh, shit. And he goes, and he just sits down and goes, let's go, champ, let's go, champ. And Klitschko, being this really nice, calm guy, just ignores him. And then Shannon Briggs takes his bowl of pasta and starts <laughs> eating. He goes, I eat what you eat, champ. And, like, <laughs> no way. And then there's another clip where no Klitschko is, wherever they longboard him where you stand up with a paddle, yeah, yeah. in the middle of this lake. And then you just hear this speedboat pull up. <laughs> And he's just going, let's go, champ. And you can see Klitschko just thinking, for fuck's sake, serious? And he just keeps spinning around in this boat until basically you see Klitschko fall off this board. And, uh, oh, it's amazing. But he's come to England. Right. And uh, To say, let's go, champ. Let's go, champ, right? And I'll just YouTube it because it's it's gold, right? And he... 
he couldn't. He went to David Hay's gym, and David Hay weren't there, yeah. so he wanted to call him out. So he thought the best thing to do was start screaming, "Let's go, champ!" at Buckingham Palace, right? <laughs> and so he's, he's basically come over here, and he said he's got a one-way ticket, oh, and he's wow. not leaving until he's fought Fury, Joshua, or Prince um, William, wow. or Prince William. <laughs> and, uh, but oh, he's he's amazing. I and, love it. Uh, um, and, and again, the thing that annoys me: this has just been an MMA podcast now kind of argues that we maybe should do a monthly MMA podcast because we've got a good a good hour out of it. The thing that kills me is people say that our boxing is going the way of wrestling and MMA as if MMA has these elaborate entrances. Yeah. And then I watched David Hay against um that fellow Audrey, Audrey Harrison. Audrey Harrison. Yeah. And 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 I think I think Hay had like Rocky in the ring for a little bit. Can you not remember um, the second Frost Groves? Yeah. Where Groves yeah. come out on a London bus. On oh, yeah. a London yeah. bus. Yeah. And right. people talk about MMA like it's, it's, it's WWE. You know I've never what, seen right? it. The one time it's been like that has been McGregor Mendes. When McGregor yeah. came out with Sinead um, O'Connor singing kind of averagely and... and and Mendes came out to a good country performance in one Cyrus. of his songs. It wasn't Billy Ray Cyrus, <laughs> but no, when near enough. Um, well, I um, I watched a lot of boxing at the O2 and at York so and wasted. whatnot. And <laughs> at the O2, I watched Frosch Kessler, which was an amazing fight. Mm. And I've also been to the O2 and uh, Glasgow with yourself and, and to watch UFC. Front row, mate. Front row. You know what I mean? It's different gravy like it's UFC it's got the best bits of everything with the boxing generally it's the presentation man and it's and it's the card from top Mm. to bottom in boxing I still love a bit of boxing but it's generally one or two fights do you know what right in MMA it's top to bottom it is weird you say that right because I've got really good seats to Joshua in uh, next month to uh, he's fighting for Taiwan I just want to say I, I heard you got them I've taken you front row a couple of times. Cheers for the invite for Joshua. Sorry, cheers. Sorry, mate. I did get you got them as a birthday gift. Che- no, 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 I'm busy. I'm busy, to be honest. So cheers for the fucking invite. Yeah, cheers for the mate. pain. I, I gave pay you it a, forward, mate. Pay it forward. Yeah, pay it, it forward, man. Pay it forward. He, he had uh, stage tickets to my uh, freestyling the other day in the back of the car. <laughs> I didn't get shit for that. Oh, I was side of stage for that shit. Pay it, it forward. Fucking bullshit. Pay it but forward, um, the undercard of Joshua, uh, George Groves, Matthew Macklin, it's actually like the first time I've seen a boxing card and just thought wow the whole car solid yeah like because what, it doesn't happen that's and, what they need when to you do go man to the O2, everybody's in the bar until the main fight ufc mm-hmm. we're there at fucking four o'clock in the yeah, afternoon we sit down there like, to be fair we're there at four o'clock in the yeah, afternoon not everyone the is. rest of the crowd tends to get there at six seven ish but still from the main card onwards it's round which isn't yeah. the same in boxing the main card is when it's that undercard busy the beautiful thing with when uh, you and me were in glasgow and we had fucking Proper front row, no one between us and Stitch, was the fact that for the first six fights, there's no one else in the front row. It's yep. beautiful. It's, it's me and yep. you, just like... then, and, and up in the bar, up in the VIP bit, there's free food, there's free booze. We're like... I ain't missing. No, I ain't missing fights. Fuck that shit. I don't want to have another beer and think I've got to have a piss. I don't want to miss it. And <laughs> what? What? Anyone that has Chris a- is different, incidentally, because when me and Chris went to the UFC in Manchester, he had several beers, and he just thought, I mean, I don't want to miss a fight. I don't want to have a piss, so I'll kneel on the floor and piss into a pint glass in my seat. 
good solution. But what I'll say, <laughs> to what people are missing, right? What you, what you I'll get? I'll do that anyway. I was, th- I was thinking of it here. That was with Randy. Yeah. That was with Randy Couture against Brandon oh, Vera, man, yeah. and with Dan Hardy winning his title shot. Good. Motherfucker! Yeah, right, I want to talk about Randy in a minute. But what I also want to say is, if you've never been to UFC live, one of the best bits that they never show on the telly is before the main card when Barbara O'Reilly oh motherfucker and it's just a fucking highlight reel of the best of I get chills it's fucking incredible (laughs) the fact is the fact is on the on on the on on the prelims on on UFC Fight Pass or or wherever just before the main card starts you have Dana White and Joe Rogan having a contest to see who can get their head the reddest yeah, the quickest. Yeah, they do. But at that point, you always hear Bubba yeah, O'Reilly yeah, yeah. kicking in the background, and you and you and me, Chris, because it's with Chris that I remember the first time, particularly mm-hmm. in Manchester, yeah. that just watching those highlights. So oh oh my god, they've just, edited it so beautifully. And that one where Matt Hughes just runs across the ring, <laughs> boom, <laughs> boom, so boom. and amazing. poor Dan Hardy, previous Distraction Pieces podcast guest, an absolute legend. Bang, we've cut Condit. with Condit. Oh, yeah. Condit, oh yeah. man, that's a good moment. Right, let's, yeah, let's quickly, I know we're trying to wrap things up, This right? is so shit for anyone who's not into MMA, but, but we are drunk and talking MMA, so anyone who is into it, they're in heaven right now. Right, <laughs> so, Randy. Yeah. Just removed from everything. Yeah, like, what? Just, what do you mean? Well, he's obviously had beef with Dana, hasn't he? Yeah. And when people talk about... He wasn't allowed to corner his son. son. That's right. Or when his son was in, in UFC. Huh? Um, there's a long story... Uh, uh, Chris, to break it through, Randy distanced himself from the UFC. He allowed himself... He was in a Call of Duty game as one of the captains, which meant he Mm -hmm. couldn't be in the UFC game, which meant he was then allowed to be in the EA MMA game, which was Fedor and numerous other people. So there was an MMA game outside of the UFC. EA have since joined up with the UFC. So the UFC 2 game... Cause controls what this is boring as fuck for anyone that isn't me or Sam Marshall. Um, the, the, <laughs> the, the, the EA a, a UFC game, the controls were amazing. It was so right. interactive and the, the ground yeah, game. Yeah. So when they teamed up, originally THX, is it? Mm-hmm. It used to do yeah, the, like, the wrestling yeah. games? Q. You, you, you're bang on, Chris. Yeah. So they, they used to do the UFC games. Now EA do the UFC games. Yeah. So UFC 2, which came out recently, is with EA... And the controls are similar to the original EA MMA game, which had Randy and Fedor. Guys, just fast forward this shit, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but because of that, R- R- Randy had caused great distance with the UFC. Dana regularly did interviews saying, you hear the fucking, the Randy and, 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 and the right. American hero, he's a piece of shit, blah, blah, blah. No. You never know who's talking right, because... Like, you listen to Brendan Schaub and he'll talk sh- shit about Dana. You talk to, to Ro- uh, Joe Rogan, he'll talk positive about Dana. You talk mm. to Rogan, he'll talk negative about Randy Couture. It's a mess. But Randy was banned from cornering his son, Ryan Couture, when Ryan was in the UFC. Oh. Uh, Ryan got beat the fuck out of the UFC. He's now in Bellator. So well, he's, he's, not, good, he's just been made the grade. Yeah, it's kind of a... But it's just weird because mess. You know, Randy Except was the golden yeah. boy, wasn't he? he, he man, was that was a hell of a breakdown in the history considering I'm half a, three quarters of a bottle of gin deep. He, he officially is three quarters <laughs> of he's, he's not doing this all, man. Two thirds, two thirds. I know behind the two thirds. And Tito, Tito, you know? Tito. Tito and... This is some shit. This is some shit. Because of the delays on Ronda... 
the interesting bit is when Amisha recently has turned around and said, I'd love to fight Cyborg. And Ronda oh. always said, I'm you come champ. and fight at my weight class, I'm the champ. And Misha has said, mate, I'm up for it. Let's do a catch weight. Let's see what works, which yeah. is kind of exciting that Misha is up for that. And Ronda was kind of, nah, not happening. Do you reckon Misha, uh, Cyborg will take the bait? I think I, I think Cyborg would beat, I think she'd beat Misha. I think she'd beat Holly. Yeah, but will she go for it? I think she might get the shit kicked out of her oh, by Ronda. But it's... It's, it's, it's star matchups. Mm. Aronda yeah. a, a, a benefits from an aggressive attacker because yeah. she's got her judo. If someone comes close, she can throw the fuck out mm-hmm. of an armbar. And someone like Holly will keep her distance mm-hmm. and allow Aronda yeah, so to come close and punch the fuck out of her. Mm. Amisha is an emotional fighter. Mm-hmm. You put Amisha against Ronda, Aronda will throw the, fu- mm. the fuck out of her an armbar. So I think it's an interesting one. I think, I think Cyborg could beat Misha. I think Cyborg could. It'd be tough against Holly. I think Holly would keep the distance well against Cyborg and Ronda. I think the two that would benefit from an advancing opponent. Do any of you watch Ronda on that Ellen DeGeneres show? No. Yeah. Uh, no. She she reckoned that first big right hand that just, Holly just threw her. knocked her out on her feet. Really? Yeah, and like smashed all the uh, bottom row of teeth, didn't it? Really? And. Uh, yeah. yeah, and she said, like, I was, I got through that round. She said, I was literally at, like, and, right. uh... Right, I, I can't have a pause that. in the podcast to give okay. an update. A, okay. a last night, at 5.30am, as the hunt fight was ending, I got a video of a rapper at South by Southwest off B. Dolan. Yeah. I didn't know what it was. I said, oh, oh, what was that? He's just responded a day mm-hmm. later saying, I was high and sent you that so I'd remember to look this person up. <laughs> They do have a style that is is very similar to Grime. It's like sissy Grime, and, and that's all I've got. Just, just, just and update who's that off? on my, who's that off? that's off B Dolan, the <laughs> legend B Dolan, who has a live album out on Speech of Element. Oh, I read, read a big interview Kobe with Kano in Time Out this week. Kano's yeah. a beast. Yeah, uh, he is. Talk, you know his first album in six years, and he's come back and gone. Oh, you know I'm Kano, right? You know I'm the best in the business. And the thing is, I love JME. I love his work with Skepta. Every time Jamie jumps on with Skepta, I think this feels like Kano. Mm. And Kano's come back and gone, you thought that felt like oh, Kano. This is gosh. what Kano feels like. Mm. Please, everyone, Beastly. listen to Kano. Well, what, what, anyway, what was, what was the crack with the interview, anyway? Uh, what I just said. Um, um, yeah, she got knocked sorry, out of her I first shot. And, uh, and, uh, and no, no, you just said about Kano. No, no, he said that Ronda got cracked... With the first me, shot, he's bad. And, and 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 was and was dazed. Yeah. And the rest of the fight was her. You're talking about Kano, aren't you? Recovering. Yeah, yeah I'm talking Maybe about she's Kano. Talking about Ronda Holly Holm. <laughs> Ronda. I'm, I'm Ellen. Kano for fuck's sake, guys. So so Kano was on on Ellen's show, and Kano fought <laughs> no, Holly Holm. No. And when and when Holly Holm cracked Kano, <laughs> Kano was up. dazed. But then Kano just went, it's just one of those days. Typical beef. <laughs> typical, typical headlock. Me. Typical grief. One of those <laughs> days. Typical <laughs> beef. <laughs> and now these fucking headlocks are putting me to sleep. It's just one of, just those, one days. of those days. Let me do the rapping. I've told you. I, I mean, this this bars. last podcast is about two hours bad. long. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wrap this up. Thank you very much for tuning Bye. in. I'm sorry. Have you guys got anything to say? This Sorry. this last one is about two hours long. Right, I'm um, is it? Kidding. 
Yeah, the, uh, every Friday, Pink Toothbrush in Rayleigh, go party, it's good fun. And uh, April the 30th, book club, we yes. are lizards, Scroobius Pit, Reggie Brevels. To be Brevels. fair, the Pink Toothbrush is where you and me, Chris, have gone for a long time. And me and yeah, Tom Coles and Mark Irvine, any of the people I've referenced... We've been going for a long time as as kids. Should always go to the pink night. It's never yeah, yeah. If you're an alternative kid, hit the big the pink toothbrush. It's the one place I've DJed I think twice. Yeah, and hardly charged the fuckers. Oh, In fact, I negotiated a cheaper f- a fee off you. you. What was that all about? You offered me something, and I went. How about we do it for a hundred quid less, and what? then you negotiate, and I kept negotiating because it's the pink do, toothbrush, wait, can man. We do, can we do? Because I DJ'd there what like five months ago. It was yeah, the man. best. They almost closed and- down. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you'd do it. Drum and bass. Drum and bass at half nine. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we'd do like an old school, like old school, like late nineties. The mu- music we listen to. Let let us. Play. I mean, that's Let's just play. what the pink toothbrush yeah. is. Yeah, I know. I get that every Friday, guys. Stu, Stu should let us come and do that, man. And everyone should come down. That that'd be awesome. <laughs> I mean, that slays me because that's what come they on. play. They've not really, <laughs> not really advanced the instrument. You know my record play. Yeah, yeah, I've record in twenty years. <laughs> we <laughs> really need to wrap this podcast up. Thank go, you. Go for- get some threads. www.redshiftrebels.com. Yeah, man. And remember, what was the competition? I can't fucking remember. Uh, so to win the midnight a, a comic and some Redshift merchandise, not some. You have to name a Redshift, a piece of Redshift merchandise, <laughs> and one pube from Christopher Glasson. And um, I'll write, I fucking hate you on the back. Yep, uh, on the back of a pube, you got some <laughs> thick pubes. <laughs> that's, that's skills. That's skills. Um, right there. You have to tell. You have to tweet at Redshift. Is Rebels. it at Redshift? At Chef? At Redshift at Rebels? At Sheffield Rebels. <laughs> Fuck me. At Redshift at Rebels, you have to tell them what the original origin of Deadpool was. Why he's called Deadpool. Send your answers to <laughs> info at thetrashsociety.com. Anybody want a glass of Goldschler? <laughs> yes. Peace. <laughs> Scrooge Pits, the Scratch Jumpies.